it's fine if there's worry that comes into your experience, but to not get attached to that worry, like, oh my God, I got to try to save that thing, bring it back into my experience. Cause then you're bound to go through a cycle again, where something like that is going to happen. And you can learn your lesson right now, just by observing it as it does. Welcome to the personal development without the fluff podcast brought to you by Satori prime. Look, if you believe that there's gotta be more to life, or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right. Welcome to the show. Now, before we jump in, I want to make a big announcement. So obviously we have the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all that stuff happening. And Guy and I have created something, a way to give back to you, our loyal listeners. So you may have heard that we started something called The Collective. What you may have not heard is that right now, not only can you get in for a 14-day free trial to experiment it and see if it works for you, we've also lowered the price from $99 a month to just nine. That's right. You didn't hear this wrong. From $99 to nine. And if you do it now, you can get grandfathered in at that $9 price point today. Again, all you have to do is go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective satoriprime.com forward slash collective, and you can grandfather yourself in to the collective for just $9. Our way to give back during this holiday season. So if you're out there wanting to make significant changes in your life, wanting to get more peace, more fulfillment, more love in every area of your life, make sure you go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now. I do not know how long we're going to keep this up. So now would be the time to act. All right. So today's review comes to us from the official SAV headlined encouraging and honest. So the official SAV, if you're listening, please email me at Elon at satoriprime.com and I will send you your personalized gift. So the official SAV writes, love to listen, entertaining and informative. They don't fluff around, by the way. I love that. They tell you what's helpful if you're making your way down the new path good tools and exercises to use at home and for practice. Each life changed, changes the world. Amen to that. The official salve, email me, elon at satoriprime.com, and I will send you your personalized gift. And if you are wanting your own personalized gift, again, just head to iTunes, leave us an honest review. And when I read it, you will get yours. All right, let's dive right in. People are very dug in their heels. It's very difficult, though, to then go into any situation listen to people newly. It's like just because they're playing for the other team, you immediately don't like what they have to say. 
you filter, you know, you filter everything you hear and think and say about that. Um, and it certainly doesn't give room for conversation. It doesn't give room for new ideas. It doesn't give room for people to adequately listen to each other. And, and certainly the people at the top don't seem to be uh, helping that, or maybe it's more media prone. I'm not, not necessarily sure what, what's creating such a divisiveness. Um, and honestly, my experience of this country is there's very little divisiveness. I think that's, that's a more media strewn than anything. Like you can go down South, you can go up North, you can always find people to connect to and have conversations with very easily. It's never really been um, something I've got to experience. Uh, I'm sure there are pockets of it, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So, you know, speaking of surrender, which is kind of the topic we're throwing out there today, um, it's been uh, top top of mind, as they say. I think our, our experience, um, I would say through August into early September, I would say even as much as into early last week, um, you know, whether you... It's, it's interesting because it's like whatever stereotypes you believe in, whatever superstitions you might be partial to, um, I think more than the actual superstition being true is how much energistic weight we put behind any specific idea or thought that's going to drive that. However, I, I feel like I've gotten particularly more sensitive to like collective energy uh, over the years. And, and certainly because we have um, a lot of clients that we get to talk to all over the world, we, we kind of get a pulse um, in a sense of what people seem to be dealing with in a more grand scale. And it does seem on a regular basis that if like one is kind of going through an experience, maybe the experiences aren't, aren't the same, but it's like the energy that's triggering the experience for that person seems to be the same. So it has like a, a breath of the same energy behind it. Um, I particularly felt like the last six weeks have been a magnifier for personal emotions. Um, like you got to observe your machine getting to a heightened state of emotions um, in a really, like I said, a really magnified way. And it gave this opportunity to either freak the fuck out, which I did some of. Um, I did, certainly did some of that. And that, that was part of it. That was part of it. And the other part was having this um, gratitude for the ability to see it in such a way that felt new. Now, um, the trap that I want to talk about, and I think often what we see in the personal development, spiritual development, emotional intelligence space is that people feel like they take some kind of class or do some kind of healing work and they they transfer or transform into kind of a new energy state. Like there's a clearing experience, there's a lot of freedom and space around them and it gives it that feeling like, oh good, we got that handled, that's resolved, that's good. Okay, that's, that's good now. And then like a year goes by and another cycle of that thing comes through, you start feeling and thinking in particular patterns and you think to yourself, Oh my God, I've done this already. Like, why is this here again? And it's the mind just starts like berating that system, right? Because now it's like, it feels even more hopeless because you already feel like you've done that work and now you're back into the same seat. Um, and for me, it's like, you know, I've, I have enough awareness around that these days to know that this is not the same, even if it, it has tinges that feel the same or certain specific patterns show up that might replicate the same thing. But the, the truth is, though, I'm not the same. I'm not viewing it the same. Maybe the automated pattern, uh, that survival pattern has kicked in again, and that feels the same. Uh, and I'm not viewing it from the same place. So a lot of times I will use the analogy of climbing um, rungs on a ladder. And this isn't really my analogy. It's something I took from uh, Ken Wilber and, and Brilliant Mind. But I, I really like talking about it because I, I think it gives a breath to kind of the process of evolution. Uh, Ken talks a lot about like um, 
basically like moving past things, but making sure that you include them as well. So when you're like climbing up a rungs of a ladder, whatever height you're at is the only perspective you get, right? If you've climbed up the ladder, you can't put your head all the way back down there and see what the view is like down there anymore. However, if you've transcended that space, you can also include that space in this new point of view. However, you still only have that point of view. So it's that that transcendent include idea that I kind of take with me now when these kind of things come up. I, I really think to myself, like, what's the point of view that I'm seeing this from? Is it the same way before? Am I uh, still dealing with those things? Am I trying to overcome them? Or do I suddenly have the ability to, yeah, yeah, there is a part of me that's kind of going through a small freak out or a big freak out, some emotional response. Am I, am I getting trapped in that response or am I just watching that response happen? Am I, I don't want to say disconnected, but maybe more appropriately disassociated where I'm being more pure observer than I am being ego mind in the experience. And there's been a series of events this last year that I've felt like hit every area of my life from um, financial to health, to relationships, uh, to personal love that have created these like heightened experiences this year, even getting sick and having vertigo for a period of time. And at each one of them, what I've walked away with proud is that like, I really got to be the observer, the experience more than in the experience. And that's led to a lot of beautiful things. So, um, you know, certainly the last six weeks have uh, seemed to be very tumultuous for a lot of people. They feel, um, seems to be like a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt, uh, maybe things in your life uh, feel like they're being destroyed. And uh, we like to uh, just remind everybody that if things feel like they're being destroyed, it's because they're being destoried. Um, so if you kind of split those words up, right, you're like, it's like, it's like a story is coming uh, apart. Something is unraveling and everything that's attached to that story that manifests itself into physical reality is bound to look like it's falling apart. However, that doesn't mean that you're not moving towards a greater inner alignment within yourself. And that's a really good reminder that an, an alignment, like if you're, if you're starting to live your life in a more aligned place, what that might look like is you really start operating from what feels good to you and you stop doing the things that don't feel good to you, right? Now, if you start following the thread of alignment, alignment doesn't guarantee that money starts falling from the sky, relationships are now you know, working perfectly well, your health is in perfect order. It's like the things that have been in the way of that need to start falling apart in order for that realignment to start happening. And I think that's a really good reminder as we're all moving through this collective energy is that it is just a realignment. You can either fight that realignment and try to change course, or you can kind of go with it and see what it feels. And as things are falling away, to not, you know, it's fine if there's worry that comes into your experience, but to not get attached to that worry, like, oh my God, I got to try to save that thing, bring it back into my experience, because then you're bound to go through a cycle again where something like that is going to happen. And you can learn your lesson right now just by observing it as it does. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of it as people were writing. Um, you know, Dennis was talking about having to surrender because he just lost his phone today. Um, who else? Chrissy Jacobs. Oh my God, very unsettled. I was ready to give up my healings, my readings, even meditating totally. has been hard. And some and some what a chore. Uh, Sharon, I'm in the seat where I need to surrender and respond differently. My old patterns and behaviors no longer serve me. Grateful for the awareness, even though it's challenging time. And Dallas also, what's up, Dallas, uh, was saying that uh, surrender has been the word of the last six months. Um, so I want to talk to Chrissy's point because I think this is so paramount. And, and 
You know, when we feel so unsettled and when we feel so overwhelmed or frustrated or angry or just overtaken by some sort of emotional response, notice how where we go to are all the old default patterns. And notice how like all these things that we've built up, like your meditation practice, your morning routines, your diet, your, your physical regimen, you know, working out and things like that. Notice how all that stuff goes out the window. Mm -hmm. The mind gets so much louder and it's like, well, you don't have time for this and we got to focus on that. And we, and you go from this state of maybe where you were being and more in the flow and relaxing and you dive right back into this like doer mentality of, I got to get shit done. I got to fix the situation. I got to do all that stuff. And it's amazing to me how in the times we're leaning on all of these practices that we've put in place, like if, if ever you needed to lean on them even more was this time that it all falls out. And we just go right into these old patterns. And by the way, this is not a bad thing. This is kind of like the good news, bad news. Because it's a pattern, right? I say this all the time, like being transformed or being emotionally well or happy is fantastic when everything's, all the circumstances are lined up. It's easy doing it then. It's all about like when the rubber meets the road, when that circumstance, you know, in sports, they talk about it all the time. Like the NFL is going strong in the U.S. right now. They talk about it all the time. The difference between a team going one and three and a team going two and two, like statistically, is monumental. And these games are super, super pivotal because it's not just the physical. It's like, hey, are you going to lean back on the fundamentals? Are you going to lean on all of those things that have brought you here to this point? Or are you going to buy into all the, the, you know, the negative talk and the, all that stuff and just spiral downwards? Um, and I just like for me, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about it so much here, but I got the flu uh, like a couple of weeks ago and it leveled me. I mean, like leveled me physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Like it was it was a massive transformational experience. Hmm. And. Coming out of that physically, like I'm just now talking about the physical stuff, has been really tough. You know, the week after, I was like, oh, I'm just going to let myself sleep. Oh, I'm not going to work out, which thank God I didn't because my body was just absolutely not ready to do that. But like even now, I'm just noticing getting back into the routine uh, over the last few days has been so good. I just you like start to feel a little bit more of yourself. So I'm just wanting to remind all of you that it's these times that all of your practices, whether it's reading or listening to podcasts or working with your coach or meditate, like more, more of that than ever. Because if you don't, you're going to allow the mind to take over and you could be down this rabbit hole of just like, doing stuff in your life that has nothing to do with anything. And I just want to read this out loud because I think this is really interesting. And and Steve, thank you so much for sharing this. So Steve has pointed out that our culture is shifting into tribal. 
individualism is becoming lost in tribalism and strengthening, people are more attuned to the tribal mindset and losing grip on their own personal ideological framework, which is awesome. So I actually asked as a follow-up, you know, do you think that that's why we are feeling more into the experience? Because, bro, right, like everyone that we've spoken to in the last six weeks has really been at the impact of all this. Sure. He even wrote, I felt more emotions and have realized that I need to step back and really make sure I'm not justifying feelings instead of verifying realities. But he said, absolutely, this is a new thing in recent years. So look, this, this is where it's going. I don't remember the book I read, maybe it was called Pendulum, but it talks about how things, how uh, societies keep swinging from I to we. Mm. And I think what he's what he's alluding to is we've been in an I, which is like individualism is 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 the highest yeah, order spiral dynamic. So it's moving into a green pluralism. Yeah. So yeah. now it's moving into that we, which obviously with it comes shifts in in how we operate with each other, with ourselves, what's happening in the news, etc. So um, yeah, I really wanted to bring that because that that's really really beautiful and to understand. And Kathleen, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's hive mentality in the way that we think of like, you know, when I think of maybe this is just my definition, but when I think of hive mentality, I kind of think of like this whole sheeple mentality where everyone just kind of like follows along. Um, There's a real beauty to tribalism. There's a real beauty to living inside of community and finding our way back to each other. Um, It's created some of the greatest shifts in, in human living and societies uh, there's just, I think this reorganization that we get to have that book pendulum was actually really, really smart. I should, uh, I should revisit it. So, uh, a few things. Um, and I want to point this out. This is not like a disagreement. It's just what didn't quite articulate well for my system is like the, well, I, I agree on like, okay, so you you fall out of alignment, right? So then it's like, go back into the foundations, you know, do like, uh, get into your practice, get, get rigorous with your practice. But the funny part is, is as you practice more, what you're like, do more. And I was hearing do more of less, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause it's like, for me, what, what ends up happening in, in those States. And I want to point to it is like, when you get into a, a, a state, let's call it a negative state. I don't like to call that cause it, it's just States are just States. There, there really is no positive or negative. There is just, you're, you're like, you said, you're, you're, you're pit swinging on the pendulum we talk about a negative and positive because we need contrast and, and it, it, we, we need distinction for physical reality, language, whatever, but it's, it's not important. It's like whether you're experiencing despair, the opportunity in despair is as beautiful as your opportunity in joy. Yes. You know, your, your opportunity in sadness is as great as your opportunity in, in happiness. Like there's everything has an opportunity. What I love now these days, and it's like certainly not love, like I love being there. There's a discomfort that comes along with it. What I love about like despair or heartache or sadness is that at least as, as a man, and maybe women can align to this too, because I, I can only speak for me, it allows me to go really deep into my emotions, like much, much deeper. Like if you've ever had your heart broken, you are deep, deep in emotional states. And that's kind of what I noticed last year when I was going through those experiences. I was like, damn, like these are some serious emotions going on over here. I could really feel everything in my system. I normally don't have this much access. You know, what, what's going to happen if I'm actually present while this is here? You know, a lot of times we turn to psychedelics or those kind of experiences because we want more access. 
We want more access to ourselves. We want more access to the matrix. We want more access to God. We, no, we do, right? We want more access to the greater intelligence. We want to feel that connection. We want access. And it's like, if you go deep into your emotions, guess what? You get those, you get access. You know, what, what does drugs and alcohol give you to is uh, access or what do they give you access to is heightened states of emotional sometimes well-being, sometimes not, but it gives you access to different parts of yourself that gets really uh, amplified. And you can learn something in that, those states if you're you know, certainly not overdoing it. Um, so I just wanted to, to call attention to that um, because I think that's a, the really important part. This is like the important work on the planet today. Tribalism, individualism, like I, I'm kind of getting to this point where I don't really care what camp you're part of anymore. I don't really care if you're tribalistic like i get it okay so that's where you are in your evolution the fact that i want you to move into a pluralistic or a more generous type of environment like my desire for you to move there is going to have nothing to do with your ability to do that or maybe your purpose in this lifetime to do that when i think today of of alignment and really where my focus and that's kind of the lesson i got these six weeks because surrender is not certainly not a new idea but surrender is a infinite whole, right? Like it, that, that is the ultimate in my opinion. Um, and I'll just talk about this briefly. I had the opportunity and honor to go speak at a Chipsa event this uh, last weekend to be in a panel. And Chipsa is a organization that bought a hospital down in uh, Tijuana and they've been curing cancer for 40, 50 years using this thing called the Gerson method or Gerson protocol. And they brought together um, the survivors who've been survivors for 50 years, don't love that word either, by the way, uh, for people who are dealing with cancer or ailments because they're thriving or more than surviving after 40 years of being cured. Um, they brought together them, they brought together the holistic kind of environment, and they brought together the latest research in, in Western medicine, and they put them all in a room together so they could all share an experience and ultimately realize that they all have the same goal. And to be on different sides of the fence and be like, hey, this is what works and this is what works is stupid. It's like, you know, in, in effect, it all, it's all working in different ways and it, it would be more useful to bring people together. So I'm saying that because that's what that culture is now moving into, hopefully, or at least it seems like they're on the cutting edge of that. But when I think about or say, and when I think about alignment uh, or inclusion, I'm, I'm, my focus is neutrality because I feel like something Elon and I have gotten really clear about these days is whether you're in the positive or negative, <clears throat> You're, you're creating energy, right? Your focus is somewhere. That energy is like blowing up a balloon, right? Like you're, it's positive or it's a negative breath and you're blowing into this balloon and there's only so much that balloon can hold before the force that's being exerted inside the balloon is too much for the force that's outside the balloon and the balloon's going to pop. And um, it's it, this came out of some... Or some blow a lot of hot air in your face. <laughs> exactly, right? The point is, is that you're creating, you're creating excess potential. You're creating too much potentiality, right? So it's like oftentimes we work really hard and then we're like, where's my reward? And instead of that, you get the exact opposite. And we feel a lot of this has to do with the fact that universal law is neutrality, right? Everything in this universe is about creating weights and counterweights, Everything is about perfect balance and harmony in everything that we do. So here we are creating too much potentiality, too much energy in a certain way. And what does the universe has to do? It has to create alignment again in the universe. So what it sends is the counteractive energy that opposes the excess potential that you're creating. So 
I want to be very careful with this idea because it's not to say that don't celebrate when something comes through. Celebrate. However, it's like once it's celebrated and once that energy has been released, let go of all the attachment. Because for what I noticed for me is like I have a um, like a hierarchy, like a, like a, like it might be unconscious, but it's like I think there's some there. It's funny. I've never actually thought about this before. There's some level between the conscious and unconscious mind. Because to me, it's like the conscious is like, I'm aware. The unconscious is like, it's not the, um, I'm not aware. It's the, it's the soul connection. And then there's like the bridge somewhere in between there. And, and I'm, I'm sure somewhere scientifically, they probably have some word for that. Um, but my, my point here is, is that like, what I noticed for me, there's like some kind of hierarchy, you know, as a man, right, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, especially, um, you put a lot of importance on wealth creation, abundance creation, money, and money as a means to create safety, safety as a means to take care of the family, you know, family as a way to receive connection, connection as a way to feel healthy and well-being. And it creates this kind of like hierarchical idea about things. But that means that the things that are sitting more towards the top of my hierarchy, I'm creating a greater amount of excess potential, which means that more circumstances in the universe have to come in that oppose that feeling. And the neutrality for me is learning how to take everything and put it on the same level. That there, that there's not like a, a greater importance than really anything in life. It's just life. And it's kind of all sitting at this neutral level. And the only times it becomes non-neutral and becomes a problematic for us is when we start f- flowing more energy, either negative or positive into it, that's creating this excess potential. Because I feel like everyone's experienced that you're working your ass off. You don't really feel like you're getting anywhere. Again, excess potential, right? Um, you're hyper-focused on, on negativity and creating more of that in your life, you know, excess potential. So for me, it's kind of like noticing that the responses are occurring in my body, but how do I not put a ultimate importance on it? Because the mind is going to fixate on whatever is happening in the system. Then it's going to distort it with the stories that are attached to that. You're going to start viewing the world from those distortions and creating excess potential, which is going to fuck you pretty bad. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, let's watch the response. Let's be the observer in the body, but let's remove the fact that this is actually of critical importance and watch if the mind responds differently without creating too much story around it. And now can you sit with the sensation that's occurring for you in a more neutral place and just observe it because it's trying to teach you something like an opportunity that's trying to come through and you're either going to see it or you're not, but the distortions are certainly not going to help you see it. Yeah. Chrissy asked a really, really great question. She's saying, are you saying to just be in any moment? I am saying that. And while I think for most people, they're like, they know that, right? They've heard that just be. What I find is the counteractive force to people uh, looking at just being is that they ultimately try to understand what do I need to do to be more? (laughs) How do I do be? Yeah, how do I do be? So now it's like, oh, he just told me just be more. And that's a great, well, now I have a formula. I just have to be more. So, okay, now I'm going to do that. And now you're not doing being anymore because you can't you can't be through doing. It's, It's an impossibility. These are two completely different paradigms that we get to live out of. The hum- our world is very good at human doing, very, very bad at human being, right? Because being is having a felt sense in your system. It's having some kind of sensation that's happening in there and just letting it be, just observing it like a passive observer, not even observing it like the mind is observing. You're passively observing what's happening in your system without all the, the judgment that comes with it. Mostly yeah. things are happening in our system 
that's uncomfortable to us because we haven't integrated that particular sensation into our system. There's some kind of discomfort there. The mind watches and says, that's really not pleasurable. Let's create some kind of story that has us deal with that. Something that makes us feel safer, some kind of worry, right? Like we use worry a lot. We create stories of worry, like the worry is going to help, but the worry is also creating this kind of potentiality. And then it also creates all sorts of counteracting balances in the new universe to try to bring that back to neutrality. And that's just the way of things. So the funny part with being is asking questions about being moves you further away from it. It's very paradoxical. It's like, just feel it in your system intuitively what that means to be and just go with that. Because the moment you try to start understanding being, you're literally moving yourself away from it with equal and opposite force. It's like the only thing I could tell you is practice. That's what meditation is great for. It's that silent space of allowing and surrendering to this present moment, however it chooses to arise. However, as we learn to quiet the mind, the mind, which is a blocking energy flow or allowing energy flow, depending on where it's positioned, as we quiet the mind and the mind is not disruptive of the, of the systems inside the body, the body's free to move energy around without patterns, with, or with less patterns, I should say, or new patterning. And that's why like long, long periods of meditation will have an incredible healing effect on your body physically, energetically, spiritually, all those things, because when the mind's not chiming in, the energy system of the body can move fluidly. And by the way, th- this weekend, something I didn't mention, when we were in Chipsa, when you listen to the holistic part of people who are doing the research talk about it, that's what they're talking about. They're saying there's a lack of energy flow in the system. That lack of energy flow is essentially creating the cancer. As we reintroduce substances like THC, CBD, whatever, back into the system, different methodologies, Gerson, you're, you're alkalizing the system, you're creating more harmony in the system. The system's energy flow systems comes online. And as it does that, the body seeks neutrality. It seeks homeostatus or homeostatic state. It, it seeks for a zero point energy, which is source energy, right? And the body naturally heals itself. Anybody who's followed Dr. Joe Dispenza, it's what he's talking about nonstop. If you follow Michael Singer, it's what he's talking about nonstop. Everyone's trying to point at it. But if you try to only learn these things through the mind and understanding, you're going to miss the whole point because it, it literally cannot be understood through the mind. Hi there, my friend. I just want to take a minute in case you skip the intro to these shows for some reason and let you know that for a very, and I mean truly very limited time, as in this could be gone by next week, Guy and I are offering entrance into our collective for instead of $99 a month for just nine. That's right. You can get yourself grandfathered in for just $9 a month for life now, as long as you head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know, is this for me? Then I got two things to say about that. First, if you even like this podcast a little bit, you'll absolutely love the collective. We share things in there that we share with our personal clients who pay us tens of thousands of dollars and you can get them for nine bucks. And the second thing is we're actually offering you a 14-day free trial so you can just come and check it out for yourself for free. You have nothing to lose. So again, go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and make sure you lock this thing in before we realize that we've gone crazy and change our minds. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you in our collective. Now back to the show. I actually uh, was taught a new practice, which, which for me really, really helped. So I said this a little bit in the earlier live that I did, 
uh, and it, and it worth it's worth repeating because what guys talking about right like there there's a sense in your body uh, some people are more attuned to it some people less but by the time you have an actual physical reaction in the world your body was trying to communicate that to you moments like like lots and lots of moments before. And the more you start to actually feel what is happening in your system, right? So uh, for me, a lot of the times it kind of like starts building from this area and it just kind of like comes up. Uh, for you, it might be, you know, your, your chest, get constriction in your chest and maybe that, that goes down. Uh, it, it might be just like pressure in the head that then goes down to the neck. However, you're responding to your instance is perfect. That's just your you know, system trying to communicate with you. But something that I learned, uh, which has really been helping me is that uh, to close my eyes and actually sit there. And then instead of just paying attention to what's happening in the system, because sometimes when we bring all that awareness onto it, we actually escalate it. it you're, yeah. you're like watching the volcano erupt, but there's, there's no diffusion in it. It's like the system's got to do what the system's got to do. trying to manage and... You're trying to manage yeah. it more than you're letting it be. Yeah. So one thing to do is wherever you're sitting, it doesn't matter. There's always noise, right? And noise is always coming from different aspects. It could be like a fan in a room. It could be some clicking. It could be whatever. So I actually, with my eyes closed, just focus on auditory. And all I'm trying to, to, to notice is where the sounds are coming from. So like I have the awareness on my system and... I also have the awareness on the sound that is happening around me. And what I started to notice is that the system naturally, look, every energy, what guy's talking about, excess potential energy, the energy wants to dissipate. Energy can't be destroyed. Energy can't be created. It always was, always is, right? It just moves from one form to the other. But notice that when you, like we, we had mentioned in the beginning, right? Dealing with uncomfortable situations, Dealing with uh, things being destroyed or, or as we said, destoried, um, having this this experience of not being certain. Um, you know, I, we could tell you endless stories from from people starting businesses, losing businesses, um, starting relationship, losing relationships, money coming in, money getting lost, like all of this stuff. And in those moments, we get really overcome by whatever our methodology is. Right. So, like, I'm. An aggressive pattern. So my whole thing is when I'm dealing, when that stuff's happening, I go into like, how do I fix this shit? Right? Like, like I gotta make this shit happen. That that's that's the my modality. Guy is different. Guy also goes into like it really impacts him, and then everyone else's energy impacts him. Other people like want to run and hide away, bury themselves under the covers. Whatever your methodology is, just understanding it. And catching it way, way sooner so that the surrender aspect that we're talking about is at a much, much deeper level. It's not a, hey, let me write out, you know, the circumstance that's happening in my life and let me get to the point where I can accept it or be okay with it. That's great. There's massive, massive power in that. Okay. All that's actually doing is allowing, if you notice, there are times where there's so much happening. And in order to avoid actually dealing with what is happening, we go and we go into our patterns. So like mine is the fix it pattern. So I don't want to feel this way. So I'm going to go make shit happen. 
So like money, I had a huge breakthrough around money, uh, which I'd love to share with you guys. Whatever our most successful pattern and or strategy is, that's where you're going to go. And so just a quick share around money, which was massive for me. Look, I I think we all agree. Like we all want to create more money and financial abundance and all that stuff, whether it's for yourself, for your family, for your kids, because you want to travel, you want a garage full of cars. Like, you know, I've never met someone who's like, no, 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 I'm good. I have enough money. You know, you know, inside of that game, I've always kind of been playing that game from, okay, I get to master the game of abundance. I get to master the game of manifestation because if you can master those games, right, like you can create that. And what I realized of late is that I've been focusing on the completely wrong thing. So when someone um, is, is very lonely, right, like they have this, this, this void where they're alone, what do they go do? They're always seeking for people to be around them. They're always seeking to be in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If someone has this void of feeling stupid, what do they do? They go and get degree after degree after degree after degree after degree, being a doctor and a PhD and a da-da-da-da-da, right? All to what? To fill that void. If someone feels not worthless or that they don't matter, they will make sure that they go create a life where you can look at it from the outside and go, you matter, and you're worth it and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when they truly are in the room by themselves in that dark corner, guess what? It doesn't matter how many people they surround themselves with or how many PhDs they have on the wall or how much money they've amassed. The void is still the void and they still feel empty. And so what I started to look at, I was like, well, what is the thing? Like, why? Why am I? Why is money this thing? And what I realized, really, what I'm seeking is not money at all. It's safety and support. And somehow that got distorted along the way by a 12 year old, by the way, that if I have money, I will be safe and supported. And so I intermingled these two worlds. And then for the last, you know, 25 or so years, that's the game that I've been playing unknown to me. Now, here's the thing. There are, there have been things in your life where, so so ultimately it's this, like I can focus on abundance and manifestation. You get that? And I will, I create more money and, and all that stuff. At the end of the day though, that's not actually healing Anything that I truly thought that money is going to heal. And money, by the way, doesn't heal fucking anything. Let's just put that out there for what it is, right? But how cool is it now? And by the way, I'm not saying like I have figured out the safety and support game. But it's really cool to know that I've been focusing on the wrong thing for the last 25 years. And now I can actually go and focus my energy and my healing and my practices on actually the work where I can feel and have my system feel safety and support in everything. And guess what happens when you actually fill the void? You know how people find their soulmates? Those that have like the alone thing, they actually deal with being alone. They heal that aspect of them. And when they get, they start loving being alone, that person naturally walks through the door easily, like effortlessly. And so just, a place to play from. 
let's just use money in this example. We can spin this a million different ways, but like get clear. Why is it that you're actually seeking more money in your life? Mm. Because if you actually got clear on what that thing is that you are trying to fill that hole that you're actually trying to fill money with, which by the way, will only fill it as a bandaid. And then the next thing will happen and you'll go right back to the same exact thing. What if you actually did that work? And you got to that place where you just felt for me, you know, safe and support. Now I didn't, it, it's strange, but like in my childhood, when I look at it, you know, something that occurred to me is I, le- I left Israel when I was seven. And when I left Israel, I, it just maybe like a memory that I've blocked from my, my uh, consciousness, but I recently have started to revisit it. You know, like it was me, guy, my mom leaving Israel. My dad was already here for about four months. So my dad, wow, which I didn't realize that either, bro. I haven't even looked at that, but like our dad left four months before. And I remember that being like one of the hardest. Wow. So he, you know, he leaves four months earlier. And then I remember the day that we left Israel. So now mind you, like all my cousins, all of our friends, both sets of grandparents, like everyone that I knew as my support system, gone, gone at the age of seven, which is like a really pivotal developmental time in your life. And then you go on living right now. It made me independent. There's a bunch of gifts that it created. Amazing. And we get to honor all the stuff that happened that we didn't get. So like my support system fell away. And then I didn't know as I was growing up how to feel support or how to get support. Or if I'd get support, like in all these things, and it all spins into all these other experiences. So now being 37, I get to start doing that work, which I'm so excited for, because now I actually get to heal the parts so that all of these other things that I've ever wanted come effortlessly and naturally instead of me doing getting more money. Beautiful. This is on topic and off topic. I realized... Um, I really started liking the idea of thinking of the unconscious mind as the soul. And it's like the conscious, the conscious mind is trying to access the soul Mm -hmm. intelligence. Which it can't. Yeah. And that, uh, and that, uh, 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 well, it can through sensation, not through understanding. Right. Cause like the the soul is speaking to us all the time through intuition. These little like nudges that we kind of get, it's whether the mind's willing to absolve them (laughs) or, or not, or take them on and see what happens. And that a breakthrough is actually the communication getting through. It's from the from the soul to the mind. Yeah. Um, but um, or so, and so for me, that's definitely a practice. Uh, something that has been a focus for me the last few weeks is actually a um, a reintroduction and a study back into kinesiology um, and um, psychological reprogramming through kinesiology. Uh, is exciting me suddenly, um, kind of out of nowhere. Like I've known about kinesiology for years or taking classes on it, but more, more recently, I just am really turned on by the idea again of like muscle testing and also doing work for other people or people that aren't clear about things like what that can provide. And I think part of that is, uh, we were, we were just in Austin two weeks ago and we got to uh, speak in front of a room of 40 or 50 people. And I got to introduce a lot of them to a, we're talking a lot about alignment and surrender, just like we are right now. And we got to introduce them to how, how you might go about finding out what feels good and what doesn't feel good for us. It's so interesting because as a human being, you think the one thing that we would be clear about 
is this feels good. This doesn't feel good. And we're so disconnected from these systems right now that people don't even know how to begin perceiving them. And it's because it's subtle. It's not like an overt thing. So um, just teaching people a little bit kinesiology to as a means to start breaking into that space and having a little bit more clarity around that. Um, I saw the excitement on their faces and that got me really excited about the potentiality of that again. So um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's uh, an absolute gift to... You know, we all want safety. I think the things that I've kind of am with right now is humans feel great when we're safe, when we're confident, and when we're healthy. You pull the plug on any of those, especially that last one, health, and it's you're going for a ride, right? That's going to change things really quickly, and I'm not really quite sure why I'm getting so emotional about it, but I am. And that's the beauty is not trying to create safety in the outside world, not trying to keep organizing the planet in a way that makes us feel safe. There's nothing going to change, right? Big loop right back to where we started by making everyone have the same political beliefs. There's nothing that's going to change by making everyone in society feel, act, or say the same things. It would discolor this world. It would make it a lack of interest. And we would stop coming here if this world was whatever, utopian, dystopian, and everybody was the same. Um, it, it's, it's becoming more and more aware to me that the, the beautiful chaos that our planet is, the beautiful chaos that our bodies and families are and our countries are, is the very source of the creativity, ingenuity, and things that actually push evolution forward. And without them, we would be bored to high holy hell and we wouldn't even want to be part of this experience. And many of us, are targeting like the end game of evolution and spirituality that would would end up with us being extremely bored and then wanting to create more chaos in our lives, which I'm sure is why it ultimately happens because every time it gets a little bit too lulled out, it's like some big wave comes to create a little bit of chaos in your life. And we all know that's where you keep evolving from and that's where you get more creative from. That's where you learn to ask for for more support and feel connected to people again, feel more connected to yourself, love yourself a little bit more today, forgive yourself a little bit more today, be more graceful with yourself and others today. And certainly we could still move into a world where there's creativity and resistance and all those things, but where the, the reaction to it isn't so harsh and people aren't treated like shit because they have, you know, ulterior viewpoints. And I think that's really the world that uh, I see us very rapidly actually moving into. And it's like, if you don't think it's happening fast enough, I mean, think back to like the 1950s in America and that's 50, 60, 70 years ago, whatever. We are very rapidly evolving. It, it's, it's, it is happening. These things are happening in science. I was very clear about that uh, being in Chipsa this, this past weekend, that they're thinking about it that way. They're seeing the evolution of medicine and of the mindset and of emotional well-being. Like all these things really are coming online. I'm fascinated by the world that we're going to live in within the next 10 to 20 years because of how fast this wave is really coming. And I, and I kind of want to leave it on that note with just like really a, a note of inspiration. I sat in that room and I saw these scientific minds come to the very same conclusions that those of us who are working on the cutting edge of spiritual evolution and people who are working in every field when it comes to mastery, the people who are at the front, we're all seeing the same thing. And I really, truly believe something beautiful is coming that we all get to be a part of. So I'm excited for that. I mean, we're a part of it, whether we choose in or we don't. Um, I, I just think there's this piece of 
even in evolution and even with everything that's happening in your personal life, everything that's happening out, you know, in, in your news and media and communities, et cetera. Um, if there's anything that I think we can kind of like put a bow on this is look, that stuff is going to happen with your say or without it. It just is. It's the isness of life. Like stuff is happening. It's the business of business, baby. <laughs> like it just is. I think the thing that the only thing that you can ever control is how you respond to all the is that is happening. Or the the lack of response, I should say, is, is, is almost like what you're shooting for, right? Not that you're shooting for anything. Um, and I just know that these kind of tools, these kind of conversations surrounding yourself and communities that are having these kind of conversations allows you to be aware of things that you weren't aware of before. You know, in a way, I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm around enough people that when my life goes haywire and I can reach out to someone and I'm like, hey, look, this is the experience I'm going through. And they're like, well, I'm actually going through that experience. And all these other people that I've spoken to are going through this experience, right? There's like, as soon as you even hear that, there's like an ease about it. It's like, oh, I'm not going crazy, right? Um, I remember when we were doing a lot of Facebook marketing, one of the things that we really loved is like we were in a community of online Facebook marketers. And if our ads or whatever marketing efforts were going haywire, we would contact two or three people and just see like, is it our thing or is it maybe a Facebook, you know, global thing? And, you know, 99% of the time, it was like Facebook changed something, you know, all of us were experiencing it. So you're not like losing your head over it. Um, I know for me, not that I'm saying like, it's not in that sense of like misery loves company, just knowing that people are, you know, in our circles, for example, people were talking about uh, ascension and activations and upgrades and all these things that were happening. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Because like as I'm <laughs> up in bed with the flu, feeling like I'm dying, even that slight perception shift, real or not real, of like, hey, this is here to purge all of these beliefs that you have and old programs in order for you to get, create new upgrades in your ascension path, real or not real. Now, I chose to believe that, right? It makes whatever I'm going through have some sort of purpose or meaning or something that I was like, you know what? I can see the goodness in this versus just sitting there and being fucking miserable that my life sucks at this moment and every part of my body hurts. And just that little, little shift allowed me to surrender in the moment to the experience of life that I was having. Now, I was, again, I was going to have that experience whether I said yes to it or not. But saying yes to the experience, being in full acceptance of the experience exactly as it was showing up in my life gave me so much freedom. Now, I don't know how all of our lives get to turn out. I don't. I'm not a fortune teller. I have no idea how this whole thing ends. All I know is we're all going to die. At some point, we... There's no, there's no making out of this thing alive, right? So while we're here, what is the way that you choose your life? What is the way that you get to choose your relationships? What is the way that you get to choose your, uh, the way 
that you choose you even. How are you going to do that? I should say, how are you going to be that? Because to me, that's the thing. It's like noticing that when things get haywire, ooh, I have this response. Hmm, interesting. Where's that stemming from? And then getting to understand where and how and all of that around it, how is that impacting others? The live that I did earlier about relationships, like how is that impacting the others, the other people in my life? Is that, is that stemming from somewhere? Like that to me is a game worth playing. That's a game that gives you more freedom. It leads to more fulfillment. It leads to joy. Now, I'm not saying in the experience all the time, you're like, yay, you know, sometimes it does get feel like you're punched in the face or kicked in the nuts or whatever. It's just having that awareness to shift into that learning mode, observing mode, uh, and growing mode is, um, has been so monumentally helpful. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing to, to harp on is like, we're not going to be perfect at it. You're still going to have your human responses. That's okay. That's beautiful. It's a, it's a slow redevelopment in our evolution back to creating intuitive responses around being able to completely feel like completely embrace and experience every moment that the, that the human experience brings forth. That's completeness when we can be with everything. It's not, I can be with this, but that part, I'm not interested. I'm not curious about that. I don't want to have that experience. I get that, right? Like not having anger, not having sadness. It would seem like that would color our world better. And, you know, that's one of those things that we, we don't know. Like if we actually ran that experiment, we might find that that's not a world we want to live in at all. There's no balance in that world. <laughs> and that, that's really kind of important. So it's like if you are interested in, in shifting the world, then the only requirement to play this game and to even be part of that is to really do your inner work. You know, whether you want to share what you're doing, give access to others, I feel like that's kind of a natural state as you do your inner work. You want to share transformation. You want to share goodness. You want to share access points with other people. You want to give people maps and let them go treasure hunt and stuff like that. That's, that's all Elon and I are. We're map givers. We point at the map. We say, here's a map we used. If you walk down this thing, you might find some cool shit. <laughs> I like that. Or tell us what you find. Or tell us what you find when you get there. You know, that that's pretty much it. Um, and it's like, you know, energy i think we're past the point where we we, where science is like i don't really believe in magnetic fields and shit it's like no you're that they've scientifically proved your heart is emitting an eight foot bubble of energy up to 10 feet bubble of energy around you everybody everybody you come in contact with throughout the day is being moved transformed inspired uh feeling negative aspects of themselves feeling positive aspects of themselves because you're there or because you're thinking about somebody that this is science. This is not science fiction anymore. So it's like, you just go and think about how many people you cross by on a weekly basis that you don't have to touch with your words, but you get to touch with your energy where somebody just turns and is like, man, that person looks really happy. And they feel this little part in themselves. And they're like, Oh man, like it just activates that, right? Like you see somebody smile in the street, you smile back. It like, it kind of like passes that along. Or you could be a really negative I don't want to use the word Nancy because Nancy shouldn't be the only negative person on the planet, but it, you know, negative Nancy. And like you're angry and you just pass that anger to somebody. And now they have to deal with it like that. That's our responsibility. And as we develop these feelings of safety, my feeling is you're much less likely to pass along 
energy in a non-conscious way that creates these kind of schisms and feedbacks and tribalism and war type of mentality and us versus them and those kind of things. So at the end of the day, guys, we're all playing the same damn game. We want, we want love. We want to feel healthy. We want to be confident, right? That that's, that's the game. So I think it would be interesting to just develop those things inside of ourselves and just see what happens. And that's kind of like the game that we're up to these days. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the amazing, amazing comments. And um, great to see some of your faces on here. Some oldies and goodies. And uh, yeah, we love you. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys next time. Bye, Bye, everyone. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.